fuck is up? It's episode 65. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Chris Vega. This is Notes of a Goon. What's up, Goon Squad? What's up? I can't hear you. Might be because the Houston Texans Goon Squad did not clear a 21-point spread. So I had to cut my reverse playoff beard. Mike? Yeah, they they lost 31 to 5. That's my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington, whose idea it was to back the Houston Texans. The goon squad, baby. Goon squad, baby. We're going to Houston. It's going to be great. Yo, I think when we're in Houston, seeing as we have been loyal fans tweeting every game day about how this team that keeps losing is going to win, they should just let us manage that weekend. There's no reason to not let us just coach the team that weekend. Yeah, it's not called managing. That's baseball, Chris, but sure. I want to be the third base coach <laughs> for the Houston Texans. It's always been my dream, Mike. Well, I'll see if we can make that happen. I'll email them. Okay. Tell them we're going to be there. Tell them I want one of George W. Bush's paintings, too. We'll make it into an NFT. Dude, it sucks that they're playing the Dolphins in Miami the weekend that we're there. That does suck. Although... As the official leader of the Goon Squad, they got this whole stadium. Yeah. It's not going to have anything going on in it. We should be able to do something. Why Don't you have a fight? Can we just go to the stadium during the game day and host the official Goon Squad watch-along? Why not? That'd be dope. I mean, they said we could do that, right? I mean... You reached think- out? You're a producer, right? Yeah. You reached out to them, right? Yeah. Well, did they get back to you, Mike? I maybe we should follow up. We're gonna be in Houston in like a week and a half, Mike. Oh, good thing I just bought my tickets today. Yeah, and you had to use my credit card. <laughs> well, no, it was it was free. Well, that I paid for it. It was you had the credits, but you didn't have a credit card on you that was valid at the time. I didn't have any credit card. I don't have my wallet on me. I mean, it's it's problematic when uh, an adult man's wallet is a river away. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It's fair. Well, I mean, look, here's my issue with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I have a phone now, which mm-hmm. I can pay for almost everything with. That's true. So why would I keep a fucking thing on me? You know what I mean? You got to keep that thing on you, bro. Keep what that thing on me. Yeah. What if you need it? What if you need a condom? What? <laughs> I can't keep a condom in a Ridge wallet anyway. Uh, that's true. Uh, Mike, I had the greatest idea for a business just before the show started. The greatest idea I've ever had. Yeah? What's yeah. that? So you were eating some bitch-ass sweet potato fries. I don't fuck with sweet potato fries. I think they're kind of gay. Okay. Uh, sweet potato fries are a wax side. Why, why would you order that, Mike? I mean, because they're delicious? They're not better than regular fries, Mike. Yes, they are. No, they're not. We had... All right. They're not had, more delicious than a fucking regular fry. It's I not had, as good as... Just eat... Just put salt on a pie. That's what you want, fatty. No, we had the... We... Because the, the company fucked up, uh-huh. right? And they sent... The regular fries, mm-hmm. right? And then they sent the sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. So we devoured the regular fries mm-hmm. that they accidentally sent over. Mm-hmm. And I got in on the sweet potato sweet fries. Sweet potato fries should come with icing. Let me tell you, those sweet potato fries were 10 times the fry that the regular fries were. I'm not a sweet potato fry fan, but it did make me come up with this great idea for a business. Okay. Meat potato fries. Just put your meats and potatoes inside in the of the same thing and just fry it together. It's like essentially like a, like a, steak, sh- a like shepherd's fry, sta- like a like a steak fry, like a big thick steak fry, right? And then you line it with like a line of meat, and then you bread all that and fry it together. This way, you don't have to take separate meats, like a shepherd's pie kind of deal on top of the steak fry. You know what I mean? Like the inside of that, and you deep fry that whole thing. Mm. Meat potato fries. 
This way, you don't have to alternate between eating meat or potatoes. You can just eat them at the same time. Just take a bite. You're, like, wow. you're Irish, Mike. You should fucking be all over this. Yeah, I am. This is, this is genius. Yeah, it's fried instead of boiled. Which I like. Yeah, which will be good. This is, I, I think, look, can I interest you in a meat potato fries franchise right now? Uh, I mean, what's, what, what do I got Franchise fee is $15,000, but it comes with everything you need. It comes with meat and potatoes and a deep fryer. For and 15 grand? Yes. But it's like a that. lot of potatoes. There's no storefront that comes with Meat's that? Meat's expensive. You have to find the storefront. Then I'll give you all the fixtures, like a fixin's bar and uh, a sign that says best idea ever and a picture of me, the founder. $15,000. For it's a, a nominal of you and some quote-unquote it's, it's a nominal franchise fee, Mike. <laughs> Probably some sort of horseradish mayo. I feel like that would be good. I mean, I would want chipotle aioli. Yeah, we. I mean, we can have both. I'm. Just, it's going to be a whole bar of fixings. It's you know, it's going to have everything on tap. You know what I mean? I don't hate it. Yeah, and you're going to be able to pump your own sauces. I don't like when they make you beg for packets at a place. Not at meat potato fries. Mm. We don't do that. No, nah, it's going to be like a fucking like a like a stadium with the fucking big pumpers. Yeah, dude. I saw some shit on Reddit, and it was an actual advertisement. Who the fuck? It might have been uh, Ed McMahon was the spokesman for some restaurant that was a franchise that only sold potatoes. Look at, look this up. Uh, casual dining potato restaurant from back in the day. And like their big thing was a whole platter of potatoes three different ways. Okay, McMahon sticks to sidelines and restaurant? Let me see. Oh, that's Jim McMahon. No, 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 no. Just look for the potato restaurant. Okay. Uh, I'm just now. I'm just talking out of my ass because you know what it is. They had the fries, but they didn't have meat. Just meat potato fries. I just typed in potato restaurant, mm-hmm. and nothing came up. Well, I mean, a lot of stuff came up, <laughs> yeah. but not. It seems like something would come up. Okay, you know what I mean, though. Not what you're looking for. Casual dining potato chain restaurant. Uh, How could this be any easier, Mike? Casual. Dining, yeah. potato, what do you say, restaurant? Potato restaurant. Casual dining potato, potato restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, okay. chain restaurant. Chain restaurant, okay. Let me see the Google results. Give me one second. I think they're going to be great. It's going to be spuds or something. We got schnippers. No, it's got to be old-timey. Spadulic? It could have been, yeah. It could have been Special, that. A franchise specialing in baked potatoes? Yeah, I think that was it. Spud you like. Spud you like. Mm. 1974. That's got... No, it's got... Oh, yeah. Wow, First it still exists. In Edinburgh in 1974. It's got, it still exists. I don't think... It's just in the UK. Then this can't be it. Yeah. This is why I got to like really think this out before we start the show. Yeah, n- none of this makes any sense. God damn it. Sensational spuds? No. Damn it. I fucked up. I just remember seeing the ad and it made me laugh a lot that the fucking, the big thing was potato three ways. And you get baked potato, mashed potato, and french fries. And it was like, I don't know, 50 cents. <laughs> Who the fuck wants that much potato? Was, your, your boy. Does pota- it was potato that rare back in the day? It was like, you know how like they say like back in the day, like, the reason why FDR was like a chicken in every pot is because chicken was more expensive than beef back in the day. Was it? Yeah. 
Like, you know how, like, lobster used to be, like, just, like, throwaway food? Like, yeah, the yeah, value like of things changes food. over time. Like, whatever, like, um, fl- like, whatever, kale. Look at kale in the last five years. I mean, everybody knows the thing where, like, the biggest buyer of kale before the kale boom was uh, Pizza Hut. And they used it to line the buffets. Wait, what do you mean? Did you not know that? You've never heard that fact? No. Yeah, so before kale got popular, like, what was that, eight years ago? Where everybody's like, you got to eat kale. It's good for you. The only people who were really buying a lot of kale was Pizza Hut, and they used it to line the buffets. They were the biggest purchaser of kale in the country. Just as filler? Yeah, just like they would put the kale and then put the trays on top of the kale. What are you not understanding, Mike? Um, Nobody likes no kale's gross. It just the only reason why. Look, I, I want to say this: I, kale is a conspiracy. I don't even think it's good for you. I don't buy it. Do you, it's it's not. You know why kale is popular? Because people started to want salads, and kale is cheaper, grows like a weed, and fucking lasts longer than any other leafy green. If you are running a restaurant and you can get away with having a fucking kale salad instead of a spinach salad, you have a kale salad. Because nobody's ordering a fucking salad anyway. As somebody who ran a kitchen, that people wanted to see a salad option, I used to have motherfuckers that would order uh, a hero sandwich from me with gluten-free mac and cheese to be slightly healthier. I had a salad on the menu, Mike. <laughs> was it a kale salad, though? No, it was not. I would not. I refused to sell a kale salad. That's crazy. All right, kale is better for you than spinach, though. I don't know if it's that much better. No, it definitely is. It's a superfood. Spinach isn't. They're... They're just lying to you, Mike. No. Based on what is it a superfood? Okay. Is what kale... makes something... That's just a sentence that people say. Fucking kale, the big kale, the companies that make kale, I'm assuming it's glory food. They make collard greens, mustard greens, and kale greens, right? They went around the country and told chefs, hey, if you fucking idiots just start cooking with this kale, we'll pay for fake studies that say kale's a superfood. Why is quinoa a superfood? Uh, because of all the versatility of it. Quinoa? Yeah. It's just rice, but it's a complete protein. Yeah, that makes it a superfood. That's not a superfood. It's a dual land from Magic the Gathering. That's right, I used an analogy that's close to your heart. Yeah, that works for me. Kale and spinach are highly nutritious and associated with several benefits. Kale offers more than twice the amount of vitamin C as spinach. Spinach provides more foliate and vitamins A and K, so... So there you go. And also, I'll tell you this. There's vitamin C in fucking everything. You can't throw a rock without hitting some vitamin C. Well, yeah, because everything comes from the sun. I'm just saying, vitamin C is in fucking Sour Patch Kids. Is it? Yeah. Therefore, kale is useless except for all the reasons I said. It's a conspiracy to make people eat kale. Nobody, Dude, there's episodes of both The Fresh Prince and Cheers that make fun of kale. The Fresh Prince? I think there's a Fresh Prince where they make fun of kale. Oh, uh, I got bad news for you, Chris. Uh, uh, Sour Patch Kids, vitamin C percentage. There's absorbic acid in it. That's probably for the red ones. Stop being stupid, Mike. You're Not right. the red ones. I'm an idiot. My bad. They put citric acid on the outside of it. That's just pure vitamin C, I believe. At least that's what I was saying when I bought a big bag of it and I was just dipping stuff in it. You can make your own Sour Twizzlers at home, Mike. You can just buy... You know you can just buy this the sour stuff that they put on the outside of Sour Patch Kids on Amazon. 
Of course. Oh, okay. Here we go. Sour Patch Kids candy, 12 grams, 12 milligrams of vitamin C. Boom. Look at that. I'm a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. It's better for you than kale. You boil it up with a ham hock, you'll have a good down south cooking. What? But fucking. Well, you know, that's what they used to do. Sour Patch Kids? That's what people used to do with kale. The same shit they would do is collard greens, but kale was cheaper. People literally used to go, we had a. We're, we're a little broke this week. We gotta have kale instead of collard greens. Think about that. Mike's just like, I can't believe we're talking about vegetables. I can't stomach it. I can't. I've never seen you eat a vegetable. Uh, with reason. But anyway, this all stems from meat potato fries. This is great, the greatest franchise concept I've ever come up with, other than Joey Pockets, which was uh, a kangaroo meat based gyro restaurant. Which still to this day, it's amazing. No one is like. How's I that? get that you're not going to make it, but it's it's insane that nobody else. Has How has nobody snatched that up? Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Alec Baldwin. Ah, hell yeah! So Alec Baldwin shot somebody in the fucking face, huh? Uh, was it in the face? I assume they died, right? Uh, it doesn't have to be the face, though. He pointed a gun at somebody. Yeah. And shot him. During a camera test. During a camera test. Yeah, they weren't even filming. Why did he pull the trigger during a camera test? I don't know. It seems unnecessary. It feels like one of those, like, hand jobby things where it's like, you know, you got a gun Oh, he's very method. Oh, you just... Like, what? But it was supposed to be a cold gun, right? I don't know much about this. You were telling me a little bit about it. I do know some of the weird conspiracies around it. Based on only memes. <laughs> and I'm super... Um, in, I, I do really love how everybody was just like, yeah, Alec Baldwin needs to go to jail for this. And I'm just like, meh, seems like an accident. Um, no, but I But you mean, told me he, he's the producer and he skimped out on the safety protocols. Um, uh, yeah, so the, the story here, right, is that Alec Baldwin, yes. my, like the, the argument I was having with my dad, right? And this is again. Well, your dad was watching Fox News and dad hates facts. Alec Baldwin because of his Trump impression, correct? Literally, that was the conversation I had with him. Like, this is all because he played Trump, right? He's like, I don't watch SNL, so I don't know what he was doing, but I mean, it would be pretty I assume it was not Trump positive. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he was telling me, I was like, look, it's, he's an actor, it's an accident, it happens. He's like, yeah, but. Uh, I was like, if anybody should be arrested, you know, it's the producers on the movie. And he looks at me and he goes, who do you think the EP is? And I said, no. He said, yup. Yeah, but they probably just gave him an EP credit because he, they got him for cheaper to do the movie. You're still on the line as a producer of the movie. If you're going to be up there getting the fucking Academy Award, if it wins one, you're on the line for when your fucking talent oh, no, shoots your DP. That's not good. So when somebody eventually says that Louis J. Gomez presents Louis J. Gomez uh, caused them to murder their family, uh-huh. I'm on the hook for that because I'm the executive producer? No, because you didn't, like, you didn't kill anybody during, like, It Lewis, wasn't on set. Yeah, Louis didn't kill anybody during the making of that. You know what I mean? Like, people can take art and do whatever they want with it, and you're fucking pretty much insulated. But okay. this is... You know, like, safety protocols were not followed by Alec Baldwin. Um, Every time you're handed, like, an actual gun on a thing, they're going to, um, they're going to give you, like, a how-to, right? So you're supposed to check the chamber and make sure that you're supposed to... Yeah, basic gun safety. Basic gun safety. Except for the fact that you're pointing it at somebody's face. 
Well, regardless, right? You know what I mean? That's the one. It's like, just exercise basic gun safety, except for that part where you're never supposed to point a gun at a person because that's the reason why this gun happens to be here. Also, here's a weird thing. Why is there ever a real gun on a fucking movie set? Seems like they could just use a replica. That's what I said, but Brian says that they fake guns all look too fake. How is it? How is that possible? I don't know. First of all, can you just put cement in a gun barrel? By the way, are you uh, are you basing this off of uh, the movie Snatch, where Bricktop says, and Moin doesn't say replica? No, I just assume that you could fill a, a barrel of a fucking gun with cement so that it never goes off accidentally. I don't think that would work. I mean, if there's a bullet traveling at the speed of a bullet in there, it would break through cement probably. It would never get to that speed if you put cement in the barrel. Like all the way down? Yeah. That would be way too heavy of a gun. You're not going to be able to look fucking cool holding like four pounds of cement up like that. Get your fucking forearm reps up, dog. Come on, Alec Baldwin. I know you're old as shit, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Somebody would be alive today if you weren't didn't have such bitch-ass forearms, Alec Baldwin. You know what? He should be in jail. Did you hear the conspiracy theory? I sent you a photo on Instagram. Uh Uh-huh. You heard it already. Oh, yeah. Well, let's pull up the picture. It's fucking great. I saw this meme, and it made me laugh quite a bit. Um, apparently, the woman who died is 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 uh, the wife of a lawyer who works for a firm that was investigating the Clintons. Um, Latham and Watkins. Uh, and that's who... This is very strange, and it kind of makes Alec Baldwin. It, it doesn't it seem like it's Team America, but in America with Americans. A little bit. The American candidate. I mean, yeah, either that or it's like, look, it's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> we know that these Hollywood elite types run the media and they run Hollywood. Is it that crazy to think that somebody that they brainwashed Alec Baldwin? No. No, we already saw that movie. No, that they would uh, tell a safety protocol person, right, who happened to be in one day because the regular safety protocol person was sick. You know, maybe that person they bring in who's a little underqualified, but it gets, you know, that person gets highly recommended by mm-hmm. the fucking Hollywood elites who Alec Baldwin pals around with, who are also diddling kids. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, all right, now. Oh, fucking- you think that's? You don't think he's Manchurian candidate? I think he's Manchurian candidate. I think they fucking got in his fucking brain, dude. No, I don't think. I genuinely don't think he knew what he was doing. Uh-huh. I think that they just, you know, they were like, all right, this chick's gonna be on set. This asshole is not gonna be able to resist the urge to fire a gun they put in his hand. That's true. I mean, who the fuck can resist that? Fair. But also, even if it's a fucking gun with blanks in it, you probably shouldn't be shooting it at a person, right? Not for a screen check. Doesn't make any sense. Unless you were a Manchurian candidate. No, it does in the sense that, like, all right, you're super method. You're not going to pull the gun out without fucking pulling the trigger, right? Sure. And it's like if you're screen testing to see how you're going to look on screen with this fucking gun... Why wouldn't you do the fucking trigger pull? How hilarious is it that Alec Baldwin has so many outspoken things about gun control? Like, he's very political. Remember he tried to run for, he was going to run for mayor? 
No. He was going to run for... He of said New he, York? He said he was going to run for mayor of New York, and I, I think that's when all that stuff with his daughter came out, where he was calling her a pig and shit. Okay. Um, But he was going to run for... But he was like very... He's very anti-gun as a public political stance, and then shot someone in the face. Right? Like, I just want the Curb Your Enthusiasm music to play. As that happens. Dude, the amount of like shit talking he was doing about uh Dick Cheney shooting his boy. Yeah. And then his boy lived. Yeah. And it's like now you accidentally shot your someone you work with. And from professional negligence. Dick Cheney was so old he probably shouldn't have been firing a shotgun. That seems like an Elmer Fudd situation testing <laughs> to happen. He was seventy five years old and didn't have a pulse. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, probably shouldn't have been out in the fucking woods. Like, is that a bird? Boom. No, that was just, that was just the leaves rustling. Oh, I assumed it was a bird. No, that Be- was your friend John. Yeah. What? What? Who's John? I see birds everywhere. <laughs> Dick Cheney kind of looks like a bird, not for nothing. What kind of bird? I'm going to say chicken hawk. He's got, like, dead eyes, like a fucking ostrich. Pull up a zoomed-in photo of an ostrich's face and a picture of Dick Cheney and tell me they don't have the same fucking eyes. All right. We got Dick Cheney. Now let's go for an ostrich. Dude, ostriches, it's pretty weird. You ever go to an ostrich farm, Mike? No. I've been to a couple of ostrich farms, right? You feed the ostriches, right? Okay. But they all, they their eyes all follow you. You know, these whole herd of ostriches. They're, like, looking deep into your fucking soul. It's fucking, it's the strangest thing you've ever seen, dude. They'll, they'll follow you around because you have food. They're they're dead. They're de- okay. There here's Dick Cheney. He's dead. Look, that's the same dude. <laughs> he was getting revenge. Dick Cheney looks all right here. Oh wait, that's Dick Cheney. Yeah, that's Dick Cheney. God, oh, hey, I, oh, oh, I oh. thought that was Dick Cheney. Oh, oh, <laughs> that ostrich looks terrible. Yeah. Oh my God, that ostrich is aging poorly for a bird. What's happening? Look, all I'm saying is I think Dick Cheney's a bird brain. That's it. Alec Baldwin shot somebody for the Clintons on a movie. That's an elab- That's kind of an elaborate hoax. The, the Clintons, that, that's the thing. Is like People are reaching too much for conspiracies now. The Clintons are not set up an elaborate thing for somebody to die. They're literally turn the cameras off and fucking yoke out Epstein. You know what I mean? Like They're not just like, yeah, we... We sent somebody home for the day and security protocols and then faked again. They're like, isn't it like a lot of the Clinton bodies just like car at the bottom of a river? Yeah, yeah, somebody, yeah, he suicided himself to the back of the head. Four yeah, times. yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it's sloppier than the fucking murder scene in Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Like just the bodies just pile up. It's not, it's not like some fucking weird slick thing. Like there's no, there's no way they, the Clintons masterminded. That they're just like no, just fucking kill him. Nothing's gonna happen. No, I I could see the Clintons a hundred percent masterminding that. But also, why kill the guy's wife? Apparently, now this is something else I was hearing mm-hmm. is uh, based on this. Right, she was in the house with uh, this dude who had like a lot of the information on the Clintons, mm-hmm. and while. It was technically like that information was privileged. She it led her to start her own investigation and documentary into Hollywood pedophile rings. Mm. So apparently that was a side project that she was working on, according to the Dave Smith part of the problem inner circle, mm. which is where I get most of my news. Nice. Now a uh, a pedophile ring is like a decoder ring, but uh, for small buttholes, right? 
Just opens him up, cracks it wide open. Just decodes the butthole. Really Correct? Yes. Okay, good. Glad to know. Um, so you think Alec Baldwin goes to jail for this? I don't think so. Uh, I do simply because of, again, the, the producer thing. I think he will go to jail. No, he'll get sued. He'll settle out of court. No, no, no. I think he uh, civil. Yeah, I mean, you know, denying civil liberties or whatever. He'll definitely get popped for that because he didn't follow. Well, how many? Well, what's the name of the movie? Rust. Rust. Pull it up. Pull up the IMDb. Let's see how many executive. I'm sure they've pulled the page by now. But I would be curious how many of executive producers are on it. It's Alec Baldwin, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, produced by Alec Baldwin, Matt De- Del Piano. Ryan Donald Smith, Andrew Needham, Ryan Winterson. It's a lot of producers. Nathan Klinger. They're going to put all those guys in jail? I could see that. No. Sh- are you insane? Yeah, I mean, it was they, there was unsafe practices that they used. They're going to put all of those people in, in jail for negligent homicide? Yeah. No. I'll bet you $100. I mean, maybe not all of them, but I do see... I I'll do bet s- you... I'll bet you... A uh, meat potato fries franchise fee, fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen grand. Fifteen. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll, you put up a hundred dollars, and I'll put up an entire meat potato fries franchise. I mean, you just want this fifteen k. No, you don't have to. I'll. I'll. Well, obviously, I get seventy percent of the sales. That's like the franchise fee going forward. Uh, gross. Obviously. But so I'll put up, I'll do the meat, I'll put up a meat potato fries franchise. You just put up $100. That's good odds for you, Mike. That's how confident I am that no one's going to jail of something this ridiculous. Alec Baldwin will make a movie tomorrow. No one's going to say shit. And first of all, and again, has Alec Baldwin ever made a good movie that he was the star of? Um, That he was the star of. Not Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that he's in one scene of. Okay. Trying to think. I mean, The Departed, he's a pretty central character. He's not in a lot of that movie. He's a supporting character. There's not a good Alec Baldwin movie. Why the fuck does everybody suck this guy's cock so hard? I mean, he does that. He does a solid Trump impression. He was, I mean, 30 Rock was funny. 30 Rock was great. Love 30 the Rock. The Shadow is pretty terrible. There's that flying knife in it, though. Remember that? The flying knife? In the shadow, I do, I do not remember. So he tried to be in a superhero movie based on the radio, because you know that's a good, it's a good jump, right? You go from radio drama to uh, uh, action blockbuster. The shadow. I got one. Hmm. All those Jack Ryan movies, Hunt for Red October. Uh, oh yeah, okay, that's fair. Um. Oh yeah, he was Lamont Cranston in the shadow. Um. The Edge, dude. The Edge rules. Was that Anthony Hopkins? Anthony and the bear? Hopkins and Alec Baldwin, and they're in the, in the wilderness. Yeah. It's just Deliverance with a bear. Come on. Well, no, and less butt fucking. I don't know what that bear was gonna do to them. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that did rule, kind of rule. State and Maine. I like that. I'm not watching that. I like State and Maine. Um, outside Providence. Oh, I was thinking of Outside Providence, not State and Maine. Outside Providence rules. But he's not the main character of that movie. Yeah, but I mean, come on. He was the star. He was the he was the big name. Yeah. Just like he is in Rust. Mm. What the hell is Rust about, anyway? I don't know. 
It ain't about nothing now because he's a lady that's dead. In 1880s Kansas, Harlan Rust is an outlaw from the Old West who rescues his 13-year-old grandson, Lucas, after he is sentenced to hang for an accidental murder. Now fugitives, the pair have to outrun U.S. Marshal Woodhound. What type of murder? Accidental. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so we're saying a noted gun control act- activist shot somebody in the face by accident. <laughs> On a movie about an accidental murder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole movie is cyclical. Yeah, this is, uh, this is bizarre. This is, uh, what is that, a Fibonacci sequence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it all just, keeps rotating into it the just, middle. Yeah, rotating, yeah, just rotating outward and out. Yeah, this is, this is bizarre and, um, it's a little too perfect of a story. I don't, I don't like it. And, uh, let's move on. Mike, we got to do Ask the Goon. We haven't done Ask the Goon in a while. We got two Ask the Goons this week. Two. And if you don't know what Ask the Goon is, that's when people send in for advice to this show at askthegoon at gmail.com. And we give them advice, Mike. We give them all sorts of advice. Let me good advice. On. Great advice. Strictly the, good advice. I mean, you should live your life by this. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, questions for the Goon. Uh, this is somebody... Uh, I'm just going to say uh, TP. He writes boys spelled with uh, B-O, then five ones, and then ten Zs. Oh, here we go. Uh, my name's Tyson, and I fucking love this show. Hell yeah, Tyson. That's what's up. I know what you're thinking based off of the boys and the name Tyson. Nice. A la Justin Silva, we got a cool black guy here. Okay, but before you ask if I'm a cool black guy, let me answer it. Not on the outside. It's a state of mind like New York. Oh, man, I really wish I knew what color jacket this guy was wearing right now. What kind of hat? Sneaker collection? I really wish he'd sent some pictures. I've been there, by the way. It was dope. My girlfriend was scared when we were checking out South Bronx. NYPD bailed me up when I was drinking a 40 in Harlem, and I didn't get in shit. Privilege much? I suppose. Plus, Artie Fuqua called me a psycho-looking white boy and claimed a gentleman of color in the crowd would cross the street when he sees this and the See, because he's a blackish white man. I'm going to assume white man? that Tyson, who's talking to us, has a, a cloudy eye. <laughs> right? Definitely a cloudy eye. Anyway, my question is, have you ever heard of goon being Aussie slang for cheap... Generally, four-liter bottle boxes of cheap wine. Kids over here in my day, I'm 32, were raised on that shit. Inside the box is a four-liter bladder with many uses. You can play games with it, just as such as Goon of Fortune. Get Mike, look up what Goon of Fortune is. Yeah, on it. I'm assuming slap the bag. Probably. Squeeze it so you just shoot a heap down your throat and was done. You can blow it up and use it as a pillow. Okay. Uh, stand, stand everyone in a circle around the clothesline. Spin the line wherever the bladder lands. The adjacent person must tip their head back and take a drink. Repeat this until the last person is left standing. They are the winner. Wow. That's like Edward Forty Hands, but better. One time, uh, Chris Stanley finished an entire jug of Carlo Rossi blush, and everybody told him he couldn't do it. And he was, you know, that's a, a gallon of wine, Mike. 
by the time he was done with it, he was so drunk that he just yelled, I fucking did it. I did it. And stood up in the kitchen he was sitting in and smashed the entire jug on the floor. I And then yelled again, I fucking did it. And we were all like, you're in someone else's house. <laughs> uh, and then he immediately came to his senses and was very upset with himself. Uh, so the question is, have I ever heard of that being called a goon? No, I haven't. But I am going to start calling boxes of wine goons. I feel like we should also, figure out more words to call goon so it could become like our Smurf, Mike. Yeah, I mean. See, like this beer's a goon? You pass me one of those goons. Okay, also, um, you got to assume anybody who drinks a gallon of wine in somebody else's kitchen is the definition of the word goon. That is true. Also, this TV's a goon. We're going to use it like Smurf from now on. Right? Sure. All right. Uh, do you have an equivalent in Brooklyn? If you were ever interested in dabbling, I suggest Golden Oaks Fruity Legia. Fuck, I hate white wine. This is the only one I fuck with. I'll try that. Anyway, keep up the great work. I think it gets better every week, and the mix of content, to- content and topics is bang on. P.S. Chris, I love how you use the word cunt as freely as an Aussie. That's right. I do use the word cunt a lot. It's a great word. Are we, are we big in Australia? I mean, granted, we're, we're big globally with 7 billion weekly yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. but... The Australians are fucking with the show. Lovely. Love those fucking cunts out there. Throw a couple shrimp on the barbie for Hell us. yeah. All, all magoons in fucking Australia. Fucking, so I would say that the equivalent in Brooklyn would be the jug of Carlo Rossi Italian wine. That's the equivalent to like a cheap box of wine that people would grab back in the day. No, wouldn't like Whitetail or Franzia be... They didn't have like the... I'm talking about like in the volume. Because like, you'd get that big jug. I see those big jugs of Carlo Rossi Sangria, and they were like nine bucks. So they had the box wine, but I never bought, like, people used to buy the Carlo Rossi jugs. You would see them at just like a high school party. You know what I mean? I never saw, nobody ever showed up to a high school party I was at with a box of wine. Oh, yeah. Box of Franzia. Hell yeah. We used to hang it up. You're from Westchester. You're from Westchester. Is that like T ball, but with a bag of wine? Uh, no, you fucking, you hang it from the, uh, you hang it from somewhere, right? You get underneath, you open up the spigot, and you fucking drink until you can't anymore, and then when you're done, you slap the bag, and you hope it doesn't pop. That's pretty good. Yeah, slap the bag. Because every now and then, if you get too aggressive, you're gonna pop it. Oh, because as and you get drunker, you get more aggressive? And some idiot ends up just with a face full of Franzia every time. That's like, all right, you know, I was just talking about, remember the game Suicide? Uh, like butts. Yeah, we uh, asses up. You yeah, throw yeah, the ball up, yeah. and you catch it. So there's an age where you kind of all realize that you can never not catch a ball that was thrown off of a wall. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that is just like the devolving of that skill. Because as you get drunker, you get more childlike, and you forget your strength. You know what I mean? It's yes. the it's the exact it's the opposite of that. I I love I love the devolving of whatever skill like you drink so much cheap wine that whatever skills you learn on a playground playing suicide or asses up or whatever you called it growing up, uh, just it, it it fades out of you. Your entire elementary school education fades out of you as you drink box wine. Is a fucking great idea to make, dude. That fucking it works. Yeah. Oh yeah, it totally makes you stupider. Um. All right. So what's number two here? 
We got another one here. Not a real question. Hypothetically, if a friend wanted to fly with a small amount of substances that may or may not be illicit, any tips for doing so undetected? Now, Mike, you're a straight boof man, right? You stick everything in your butt. I mean, yeah, you know, just if it needs to go up there, it goes up there. It's a lady who wrote this to us, so she can put it in her snatch. She's got two pockets. Obviously. Um, double the double the pleasure, double the fun. I mean, how could you not? Just fill yourself up. You know? It's going to mm-hmm. make the whole trip more enjoyable. I mean, really, what do you think is the best way to bring... I've only... Like, I've mostly accidentally brought drugs on planes. Accidentally? I've more than... I told you the story about when I got to Denver and just kept pulling coke out of my bag, right? No. I think I told it on the show, but uh, I, I used... You know that big blue book bag I had? I have? Yes. I, I used to always fill it with... Um, that was where I kept my art supplies. And when I would come home from doing drugs, I would want to take the drugs out of my pocket and I would stick it in my art bag. Okay. So I'd be like, this way if I want to bump in the morning, I know where I put it. And I did that over the course of six months, probably a dozen times, right? So you just had little bumps. I had, yeah, like I had, so I had like six or seven, I got to, so I used that bag, I took all my art supplies out and I used that bag to fly to my cousin's wedding in Denver with my chick and just over that four days we were there, I just kept pulling bags of Coke out of my bag. And I, she was just like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, it's not what it looks like. I swear to God. It's just, it was an accident. <laughs> and so we just had to do all this Coke. Which was, it, it worked out to be a good amount of Coke. Take it back? Yeah. That's I mean, dangerous. That's the thing. Seven little bags of Coke is like one good sized bag of Coke. That's a that's a weekend's worth. Yeah. Especially if it's just me and my chick. We're not getting fucking all fucked up like that. But if we're going to a wedding, you gotta do a little Coke. I mean, come on. Obviously. It's a fucking wedding. I did a, I did a little malls at a wedding recently. Your brother's wedding? At a wedding I went to recently? The one with that girl who you were gonna bang at her wedding? Look. Wait, did you bang that girl at her wedding? I did some models at a weekend at a wedding recently. Wait a second, when was that wedding? Don't worry about it. Did you bang that girl? Uh, kind of no call, no show at her wedding. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Why? Because it was in Colorado and it was expensive to get out there. You know, my and the fucking the lodging no, was expensive. You got no the, commitment to a bitch. She know? had issues with the fucking COVID test. It was a whole thing. Oh, you didn't have COVID testing. Yeah, you you get COVID test. Who cares? I don't understand why you would not go and you, you, you do this whole thing, but you're going to go to this lady's wedding, ruin her life, and bang her right before she gets married. Then you didn't even go to the wedding. Did you have the $700 to give me for a flight? I mean, I, I probably could have figured it out. I mean, I have $700. Okay. Well, I mean, look, next time I'll come to you for it. But I mean, you would have paid me back, right? Eventually. Probably not. You would have told me you were going to pay me back and then gradually not paid me back, right? Honestly, probably not. I would have been like, no, I can't. I can't. Just This is an expense I can't afford. What? So if you want to give this to me for the bit, God bless you. Hmm. I mean, you should have. I mean, you could have caught me pretty drunk and I would have been like, all right, let's do it. I just handed you my credit card when you were like, you literally like an hour ago, you were like, give me your credit card. And I was like, here you go. Oh, yeah. You didn't check. No, you could have been doing anything. Uh huh. Um, What's the other thing I was just... Oh, so you did Molly at your brother's wedding. How was that? 
I did it at a wedding. And That's it was the only lovely. other wedding you've been at. It recently. was lovely. I recommend it to everyone. So you're going to go to a wedding, uh-huh. get one Molly pill, uh-huh. a good one, uh-huh. a really good one, and split it up between like three or four people. You, Alex, your date for your brother's wedding, who's your girlfriend, your brother and his wife all wedding. did Molly together? Nope. My brother didn't do it. Your parents did Molly with you? No, just random other party guests. It is what it is. It's a very fun time, and you'll be super happy to Dude, be around you friends gotta, and loved ones. You got to do drugs at a wedding. Yeah. It's weird not to, right? Like, it's not trashy to do coke at a wedding. Uh Uh-uh. It's trashy not to. Like, if you don't have an open bar at your wedding, you're a bad person. A coke at your wedding? You should have an open coke bar at your wedding. (laughs) If nobody thought to bring drugs to your wedding, you suck. If not one person thought to bring... If you're under 40 and you're getting married and no one brought drugs to your wedding, come on. If you're over 40 and nobody brought weed to your wedding, you're a bad person. <coughs> so weed doesn't count. Weed doesn't count if you're under 40. Okay. And that age goes up as weed becomes more legal. Fifth, it'll be 50 in two years. Got it. Um, so how would you hide drugs on a plane, Mike? Um, okay, I would do... This is like pretty cool technique, right? You take the drugs. Put it up your butt. No. Okay. You put them in a sock. Uh-huh. Right? Then you put that sock in your carry-on, and then you put it through the machine. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. They don't care about drugs. So other than that time that I brought all that Coke to Denver by accident, uh, I also, uh, I feel like I've told this story, didn't realize uh, I had Molly in my wallet until I went through customs in Bermuda and dropped my wallet, and a customs agent picked it up, and I went, (gasps) there's Molly in there. And he just handed it to me and said, have a nice day, sir. And I said, you too, boss. And then I looked at the, my buddy who I was in Bermuda with and was like, we got to eat this molly because I'm not intentionally bringing that through a plane again, <laughs> coming from another country. But I brought like Vicodin and stuff on the plane. Yeah, I just put it. I mean, look, if you're going to bring, first of all, don't bring weed anywhere. That's crazy. You could just find weed. Even if it's bad weed, you smoke bad weed for a weekend, Right. Right. We're, like you're not gonna get. Mm, I disagree. Because weed, they definitely don't chat. They don't care. That's true. They do they not. genuinely don't give a fuck they about weed. They've confirmed. that. You know what it is? Bombs. Dogs can smell weed. Yeah, but those they... dogs are looking for bombs, not weed. Mm, that's true. Fucking snitches, man. Mm-hmm. Just trying to bring some M80s on a plane. What the fuck, dude? Yep. Trying to fucking party when I land, dude. Get it fucking popping. Mm-hmm. Asshole dogs. Scumbags. Hell yeah. Fucking. Look, here's the thing. Yeah, just put yeah, just put the drugs in. Like, probably fine. Just putting it in your bag or your purse. Here's the thing. I think some girl, like, there's a girl writing this. Some girl's cosmetics set off the fucking scan thing. What? Like, my chick's, like, makeup wipes always set the thing off. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that might be rough if you're a chick, but... Just make sure you have none of that in your carry-on. Dude, I'm telling you, I've literally had the TSA move an ounce of weed out of the way to get to a bottle of suntan lotion. Nice. They don't care. Oh, yeah, they do not. They genuinely don't care. They act like they don't see it. It's just other organic material inside your fucking carry I mean, since that Molly thing, I just kind of put Molly into capsules and put it in my... And shrooms. 
into like vitamin capsules and put, like, you know, they sell empty cap. I mean, that's, look, if you're really actually concerned, unless you're bringing even Coke, just put it in vitamin capsules and put it in a bottle with a bunch of actual vitamins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a pill of, what's a fucking powdery, so, uh, glucosamine, looks exactly the same as a pill full of cocaine. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, who the fuck can tell the difference? What, are they going to open up your pills and taste them all? I doubt it. I Look, I say just put it in pills, throw it in your bag. Yeah, just mix it in. Just mix it in. If you're going to bring weed, I, th- I just think it's silly to bring weed. But bring weed. And if anything, they'll just take your weed. Worst case scenario. My buddy did get a ticket for an eighth of weed at JFK. Uh, okay, when? Before it was legal, but like a year and a half ago. During COVID. He missed his flight. That sucked. Well, like as somebody who's been caught accidentally bringing brass knuckles through... Like the fucking check Probably, in, right? First of all, they saw the brass knuckles go through the fucking x-ray machine and looked at you and were like, Jesus Christ, we got to fucking arrest this dumbass. <laughs> they just, they looked at you, still homeless, with a glare in your eye, and they were like, fuck, we got to arrest that guy for this on a bus. <sighs> it was not a bus. It was a plane. To North Carolina? No, it was in JFK. Where were you going? To South Carolina. South Carolina. I'm just saying. It's like... they like Because brass knuckles... Like a knife, you can arguably be like, I just forgot there was a knife in here. It's a knife. Brass knuckles must have looked so silly. Like brass knuckles looks like... Like if they have like a game... To train them on like, like they just, you know, when they're like, if they're taking the test to become a TSA dickhead on a computer, right? And they, they're going through slides. Okay. And they're just like, there's certain easy questions. There's certain hard questions. There's some gimmies. They're like, do you see anything suspicious in this x-ray bag? And it's just five circles with the little handle at the bottom. They're like, that's an easy one. This seems like a trick question. Is that curling irons? <laughs> yeah, so just skip. Yeah, put drugs in your bag. Yeah. Don't put them on your person, honestly. Don't put them like, on your person. Yeah, because it's like, look, when they go to scan you, right, when they do the fucking view, view thing, they can fucking x-ray your whole shit anyway. So well, if like, there's a bunch of, if, if there's like a knot of drugs in your butt, you can be like, oh, that's a little poop. I feel like. Maybe. I feel like you can get away with being like, it's a little poop in my butt. I couldn't get it all out this morning. It's a high-fiber diet. Maybe, yeah, but you're right. How many people do you think get caught with butt plugs going through TSA with that x-ray scan? Because they just forget. That, that it's in there? I mean, I just forget that that x-ray scan st- exists when I get there. The whole body scan? I could easily have a butt plug in if I was so inclined. No, I think you would know. You would see the machine coming. You'd be like, oh, I got to hit the head. Oh, I got I to hop off this line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to toss your good butt plug. What do you do? Wash it out in the sink in the in JFK? Yeah. yeah I guess you got to just wash it off. You got to bite that bullet. Who cares? Yep. You know what you should do? Put all the drugs in your butt plug. Get a hollow butt plug. You know what? 
two birds, one stone. Because here's the thing. They're going to see the butt plug in you. They might make you take the butt plug out. Be like, yeah, it's just a butt plug. Want to smell? And then they'll just be like, get out of here. You know? It's like when they roll the chip past that fat security guard in the first Ocean's Eleven. But with a butt plug and smells. Moving on. Mike, let's talk about Anthony Fauci. We were talking about Alec Baldwin, ironically, shooting a person in the face uh, before. And I, we have to talk about this Fauci situation. Do you know about all the Fauci stuff that's come out? Uh, no, I haven't heard. You were explaining this to me earlier. Okay. So it was such a weird thing because the NIH is almost like they've now admitted to funding gain-of-function research to get away from the stuff that came out the day before they admitted that they were funding gain-of-function research. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah, we did the gain-of-function thing. Don't look over here because here are some of the things they did. Uh, They took Beagle... They funded research in Tunisia, which... Doesn't that sound like an email scam? Uh, Yes. Fund our research in Tunisia. Like, no thanks. You know what I mean? Like, we need $3,000 from you so we can get $60,000 worth of grant money in Tunisia, and we'll give you $9,000 back. Funding scientific research in... What is Tunisia known for? Can you look that up? Because I have no idea. I assume that there's a marketplace like Agrabah, and people get their face cut off once in a while. Was Tunisia where they went to buy the atomic bomb in that Vice documentary? It might have been. I don't really know. Could have been anywhere. Tunisia. Um, Does it say where they're... Pull up the Google. I want to see it. Okay, so I, ty- I typed in GDP. Of Tunisia. Yeah. Apparently it's uh, $70. No, th- almost $40 billion. Almost $40 billion. They're doing pretty well with less all this than, fucking research. Less than Bezos. I haven't even explained. Ooh, top exports are insulated wire and non-knit men's suits. Non-knit men's suits. What yeah. does that mean? I don't know. Crude petroleum, non... Non-knit... Women's now, suits. No, hold on. Google image, non-knit... Me, I like how crude petroleum is in between men's suits and women's suits. Are you going to well, Google images yeah, I mean, and pull it's it up half, for me? It's literally half as much they spent on, like, uh, uh, you know, the men's suits are $881 million, The women's suits are $517 million. What is a non-knit men's suit? Uh, I don't know. Are you... I'm looking it up now. On your phone? Yeah. <laughs> non-knit men's suit meaning... Um, I have pulled it up faster than you. I, I, I don't understand what it means. I still don't understand. I just wanted to see what it looks like. It just looks like suits. It's just a suit. Why do they... Because it's stitched instead of knitted? I don't know. Who knits a men's suit? I don't know. But find me a knitted men's suit. I need to... Versus knitted... Men's suit. Um, because if they just have like a whole sweater suit, I think that's pretty silly. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is there a picture? No. Fucking Tunisia's ass backwards. Here, explain. We... Uh, 
I said non-knit men's suit versus knitted men's suit. And nothing click images. Up. I tried that, and it's just a bunch of suits. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you. Business casual explained? No, no thank you. Business casual explained. Go fuck yourself. I don't care about that at all. I don't want to know about fucking any of that. I'll tell you this. Tunisia's fucking up in the game with these fucking, what is it, suits, then petroleum, then women's suits. Yeah. It's Tunisia in a nutshell. And so uh, uh, the NIH funded research in Tunisia. It was fear research on monkeys where to... Activate their fear response. They would cut out part of their brains, uh, pour acid on their faces, and then scare them with mechanical snakes and rubber spiders. Follow the science, Mike. That was... <laughs> it, was just, it was just jump scares for monkeys. <laughs> they were like, you know what's really fun? Haunted house. You know what would make that adorable? Monkeys. <laughs> Monkey with acid brain? Yeah. Dude, they literally cut out <coughs> monkey brains. They cut out portions of monkeys' brains and then scared them for science to test, like, the efficacy of certain drugs. There was one thing where uh, they had all these beagle puppies, Mike. Listen to this. And they uh, held the beagles' necks in cages, right? So they're, they're, they're head, little heads. They're, first of all, why would you choose a beagle? Because it's got the longest neck. Yeah, but it's an adorable dog. Uh huh. Like you can't find some. There's not an ugly breed of dog or an uglier breed of dog than a beagle. Snoopy's a beagle. I'm aware of what a beagle is. And then they uh, put flies in there to eat the dog's face. Who did this? Uh, they debarked them to keep them. Did the NIH funded this research in Tunisia? Uh, they were locked in a cage with sand flies that ate them alive and underwent a debarking procedure to keep them quiet. Uh, they were force-fed a new uh, a new drug. I believe it was a, a fear reaction drug. So that as their faces were being eaten, they weren't reacting to the fear. And Fauci this is, was cool with all this. Uh, apparently he knew about it. Um, he was the head of the NIH as they were... As they uh, spent... Um, so it says the monkey testing cost $100 million since 2007, and the beagle thing in Tunisia was $375,800. Again, there's literally no path of science that required, like it goes from mice to monkeys. There's, no, there's never a reason to do this to dogs. No. It makes, first of all, I thought some of those, uh, there's some like really weird right-wing memes showing children in um, masks around a, unmasked adults, and it will say, like, the cruelty is the point. And I was like, that's going a little far. And then you hear about this, and you go, maybe the cruelty was the point. <laughs> like, I can't understand why you would put puppies in a cage and let flies eat their face. For science. Even, do you think, I, all right, assume nobody told him about this. I, right, like, assume he was like, yeah, leave the report on my desk. Like, uh, Doc, I don't think you understand. You got to read this one. You can't just thumb through it and go, 
Yeah, for the science and stamp. They're they're doing some shit. Some intern read this and was like, "I think this might be a prank." And he's like, "There's no pranks in science," and they just kept it moving. Right? Like, imagine you were tasked with reading this. You would go, "What the? Somebody's fucking with me." I would go back to the person that handed me it to read and go, "Are you fucking with me? We're paying for this." First of all, Michael Vick is owed an apology by in all of society if Fauci doesn't go to jail, correct? Yeah, for sure. That's our taxpayer money going to harming dogs, which we are not okay with as American people. And those dogs had a fighting shot in Michael Vick's house. I mean, the rape stands were a little much. I don't know. What's worse, a rape stand or a, 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 a stock? So that your face can get eaten by sand flies, Mike. What would you rather? Uh, Locked in a rape stand? Face eaten by flies. Probably uh, face eaten by flies. <sighs> yeah. 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 But who's to say what the dogs would choose, you know? We can't really put our we can't put our shit on them. You know what I mean? You feel me? Yeah. We can't put our, like, maybe dogs are fine, like, not fine with rape, but they don't look at it the same way as they look at, like... I mean, no sex is truly consensual in the dog world. Yeah, I'm saying, they don't, they certainly don't look at it, view it as dehumanizing. That's not a thing for dogs. You know what I mean? Except for when, you know, Snoop Dogg... De-dogonizing? De-dogonizing? Oh, shit. That's Snoop Dogg's new album. De-dogonize. Yeah, now that, now that his mom died... How old was his mom? I don't know. Figure 17 years older than him. I mean, yes. South Central LA in the 90s. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honor his mom just hours after her death. Born in 51, died in 2021. So, yeah, 70. And, yeah, Snoop is... Uh, Snoop is 50, so 21. Okay, I wasn't that far off. He's also not the oldest. Um, yeah, man, this is a crazy, this is a fucking crazy thing. Um, so there's a watchdog group called White Coat Waste who just, like, they. this all came, again, this goes to our theme, Mike, on this show. There's a big theme on the show that we've talked about, and I co-sign. Italians should never have political power. I mean, really, no one should, but it seems like particularly Italians cannot be trusted. Right? You got your Mussolini's, your Cuomo's. Here's the thing. So we're talking about if Alex well, Bol- who's going to rule Italy? I mean, maybe we just that could be our first anarcho state. You know what I mean? Just like uh, government's voluntary in Italy. Maybe we'll do that. Because those those you know what it is with those Italian prime ministers though. They're just kind of like, they're allowed to get pussy. You know what I mean? So they don't even give a shit about what's going on. What was that guy's name? Marconi? Yeah, yeah. That dude was just fucking slinging dick. Openly had a wife and multiple girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like hot chicks, too. Just like fucking chicks, dude. Like, I think maybe that's what you need. If you're going to have, like, 
You know what I mean? He's just like, he was like, yeah, I'm Italian. That's how we do it. And the Italian ladies were like, yeah, that's how we do it. And then it was like, fine. And he, But also, he was getting all of the demons out from all of the hot chick fucking that he couldn't possibly be a corrupt politician, although he was a pretty corrupt politician as well. Um, who would rule Italy, Mike? I don't know. I think expats are allowed to be president in Italy. Yeah? I don't know. Prob- we can get some sort of artificial intelligence. <laughs> Maybe it's just Italian men that shouldn't have political power. An Italian woman? That sounds like a nightmare. <sighs> that sounds, yeah. Oh, my God. That would- oh, God. They would explain to you, my aunt used to say, that it's more dangerous to play football on the street at dusk than it is at dark because it throws off the eyes. And I just wanted to choke her. When she would say that. You know when you play football in the street when you're a kid? Yeah. So when I would stay with my aunt, we would play football in the street with the kids on the block. And she'd be like, no, it's dusk. It's more dangerous. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Old Italian women are the kind of women who say, you can't bring a baby out in the night air because the night air will make you sick. Because they make no fucking... You know what? You're right, Mike. No one should rule Italy. It should be a lawless state. That's what they want anyway. I don't, I, you can't do, you, you, but you got your, your Mussolini, your Fauci, your Cuomos. Here's the thing. I don't think Fauci gets in any trouble for this. What do you think? I think no trouble. He, then, like I said, so this all comes out a couple days ago. And then the next day, the headline is the NIH did fund gain of function research. And there's no way he couldn't have known about it because there was a report that came out in like 2020, like 19, Right before the pandemic, like 2019. And so they're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that other thing that what didn't involve killing dogs? I actually did that. I'll get in trouble for that. I'll take that one because he knows he gets a pardon. This is some George Bush level shit right here, right? He's just going to get pardoned off of this. He literally has to like f- try to fuck a chick in this country or he's not getting in trouble for this. For brutalizing dogs. Because he's white. Michael Vick went to jail off of this shit. He did. Fauci's getting off. It's not good, Mike. It's not good. It's this is this is a fucking terrible fucking and it just like keep new shit just keeps coming out about this shit. Just like the emails came out. And they were like, yeah, it turns out he was like lying about masks and all this shit from jump just to be a dickhead. Yeah. You don't remember when all those emails came out where he was just kind of like, it kind of like said in those emails, he was like, yeah, they don't really work. They might work a little, but there's not like a thing. We shouldn't have had a two-year debate about masking. If you wanted to wear a mask, wear a mask is kind of what it came out to. And even with the lab leak shit, they were just kind of like hiding the lab leak shit. And then it was like, turns out it was like the reason we were hiding the lab leak shit is because we funded the lab that it leaked from. Mm. Then it's like on top of that, it's like, if that wasn't super villainy enough, for no reason, in between making knit suits, we forced the Tunisians to torture dogs for a small pittance of $300,000. You know what I mean? We buy $300,000 worth of crude oil and female non-knit suits. In exchange for knowing that they're traumatized, I think they just, I think it was really an experiment to see how far they can get the Tunisians to go. 
I mean, yeah, as long as I don't know. Here's the thing: as long see, as like they went beagle, done, but they stopped at corgi. As long as they it, were like, I won't go corgi. It's too adorable. As long as it wasn't done on American soil, I don't think he's going to get in any trouble for this. Nobody funded it. Doesn't matter. He should get fired. You don't think he should get fired? A lot of things should happen. It didn't happen on American soil. He can claim any kind of plausible deniability he wants. He did lie to Congress on American soil. About what? About the dog thing? No, about... No. About the mask thing? No, about the fucking uh, funding gain-of-function research, and he didn't, like, the, like it didn't fit in it. Man, I don't know. He should uh, he should go to hell. He should literally just be burning in hell. Then, all the, then there's all the AIDS lies he told. Remember all those AIDS lies he told in the 80s? Mm-mm. That's what's funny, is people are going through old news reports about AIDS in the 80s when, like, um, you know, he endorsed AZT, which was killing fucking AIDS patients, right? For real? Yeah. And um, he fucking, uh, he he put a lot of money into a vaccine that didn't work for AIDS also back then. But he was also the guy who really purported, like, you know how, like, we all know you can't get AIDS from being around somebody with AIDS? Uh-huh. Uh, there's footage of him saying you don't want to be in close contact with people that have HIV. Because if you're in close contact with somebody for too long that has HIV you could probably get HIV. You don't want to be sharing dishes and plates with them and shit like that, which is fine. But it made people like scared to go to restaurants because they don't know who has it, and then they're washing the dishes, and then you're drinking, and you're eating off them, and that guy's got AIDS. You know what I mean? He like propagated all these lies about AIDS. But people are like finding all these images from like old stock footage from back when they were protesting him then, and it was like, you're killing us, Fauci. It's like crazy the amount of work that some of these people that hate this guy are doing. I'm just talking out of my ass. Which I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I want to know more about the monkey experiments. Millions of dollars? A hundred million dollars since 2007. To fuck with monkey brains? Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it makes no sense. He's not getting in trouble. No one gets in trouble for shit. He's just going to move on. It's just Bush getting pardoned for the fucking Iraq war all over again. This is the same shit. Yeah, no politicians can ever get in trouble because then who would want to become a politician? They're above the law. I mean, we were talking about it before the show. You said uh, you pulled up something about uh, Nancy Pelosi, right? Uh, well... I think it might be fake. It's from Nancy Tracker, at Nancy Tracker on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a parody account. But what was the thing? Uh, it said that the if you invested $1 in Pelosi Capital 25 years ago, it would now be worth $69 million. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think she has a, a, a hedge fund. Um, but, I mean, we talked about it on the show. She's the reason why insider trading laws exist just in general. Um but that's a crazy number that you pulled up. $69 million. I, I, she, she is one of the 10 richest members of Congress, though. Uh, well, yeah, here. This is interesting. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so uh, M1 Finance. Okay, so this is, the, this is how her portfolio, right, mm-hmm. is doing this year. That's a lot of money. 
So, I mean, like, that's like the... the I'm sure a lot of this is public knowledge if you really just look for it. Yeah, so we are up over 122% for the year. Nancy Pelosi is up over 850. Um, I, what's, can you look up what Warren Buffett is up for the year? Uh, what Warren Buffett is up for the year? Yeah, because I bet uh, it's not... I bet it's not that high a percentage. You said 800, 850%? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, Berkshire Hathaway came up $720 today. Uh, their year-to-date is... Oh, no, they're doing better. Year-to-date is uh, plus 92000 up 27. Well, only up 27% year-to-date. Yeah, which is still pretty fucking good, dude. Nancy Pelosi doing way better than... Yeah. Um, yeah, politicians don't get in trouble for shit, dude. Moving on. Well, hold on. Can I also just touch touch on this thing real quick? Sure. Uh, touch on this thing, son. Well, no, I think no it might homo. be. I literally think it might be the next. Assuming we're gonna stick yep. on. Okay. Um. Well, we're gonna do. We're yeah. We'll we'll talk about the 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 tax thing, right? So last week we I did a whole rant about um. About the tax, the tax situation with the money going in and out of accounts, and if you have an account of six hundred dollars, they now want they want the ability to track all the money in and out of your account afterwards to kind of catch you as a tax cheat. We talked about the Venmo thing that's happening, uh, where now you're going to automatically get a ten ninety nine k from Venmo or PayPal or Cash App if you spend over six hundred dollars or if you receive over six hundred dollars in any of those apps. Um, <clears throat> And today you told me Janet Yellen, and I was reading a little bit about this. Um, she wants to tax capital gains before there's a saleable event, correct? Uh, as far as I know, unrealized capital gains. Yeah. So it's it's your stock portfolio before you sell the stock. Now, is there limits on it, Mike? I don't know. Can you look it up since you were the one who said you wanted to talk about it and I didn't know that much about it? Um, so the, the the thing I find interesting and the thing that I did want to bring up. Not what I asked you. I don't know anything about I don't know what unrealized capital gains are. I know what I, I – while you're looking up the thing I asked, I will explain unrealized capital gains. Unrealized capital gains are essentially you bought a stock a little while ago, right? Okay. Okay. It's up today, correct? Mm-hmm. You didn't sell it, right? No. You don't owe any money yet. You don't owe money until you sell. Because you don't have that money. So here's the thing. So basically, what this is how they frame tax laws a lot of the time. This is why I want to know if there's a minimum on this and what you're holding and what you gain. And what your net worth is outside of that. And that's probably why they want to know what's in your account also. Is because here's the thing. I have never sold a stock. Not never, but like very rarely. Like I'm holding a lot of blue chips and funds and stuff like that. Like my mutual funds, I've never sold because they're fucking adjustable funds. Why would I pay taxes every year on that? The whole idea of it is I they're in like I want to pay the taxes when I'm fucking pulling the money out when I'm retired. I don't want to deal with paying those taxes now. I don't have that money. You're now increasing the you're decreasing the amount of money I can potentially save. If you're doing that to anyone, like Put it this way. We, we said the thing on the last break about like 
how much money we the joke account was like uh, Nancy Pelosi was up uh since what was it 60 million dollars since 2005 mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> how much is Amazon up from 2005 like if you go if you go all the way back I'll put it this way the Disney Corporation which is now trading I I think over a hundred dollars about a hundred dollars um was 20 years ago was I think five dollars a share uh, certainly certainly Apple was under ten dollars a share in 2000 2005 Amazon was worth 35 dollars a share and it's worth how much now uh, a thousand times that Okay, so if you bought Amazon and you're just holding it to retire, you now owe all those taxes now when you don't have that money unless you sell the shares of Amazon. So it fucks over a working class person. This is why I asked you, what are the limits on it? Like, so, like, that's, what's the actual proposal? Because if it's just a guy, so basically there's this whole thing that's now come out where guys like Bezos... And these other guys, what they do is they have all these stocks, and rather than cash them out and have to pay taxes on them, they borrow against it. So now they're just paying the interest off on the loan. Holy shit. You know what you know what Apple stock was worth in the year two thousand one? Yeah, it was like five dollars. Twenty eight cents. Oh yeah, it was like worth nothing. Because the iMac came out in like two thousand and four. It was a legitimate penny stock through yeah. two thousand. Well it was up before that. In the nineties it was higher. And then Windows blew them out, and they didn't have a hit no, until. Not I'm looking throughout the entire '90s. They were like, really they were a penny stock. They was it never... the '80s then? I don't know. That's crazy. I, I mean, everything was everything. Than... Everything that you go back that far is significantly less. But Apple in particular. Maybe but... it's also because they've like uh, jumped up. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, it's Apple now is 148 dollars a share, but they could have split 15 times. It's more than that. I'm seeing it now at 148. 148. Yeah. Pull it up. Okay. This is what I'm seeing, right? That's a... Uh, am I... It says 139.140. Yeah. So that's right. Okay. Versus being 17 cents in 1996. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, they didn't start making... No, Who did you know? Other than, like, you would go in your school... They would have one good Apple computer. They'd have like a Mac and then a bunch of people on shitty old Windows computers. Like that was like what Apple did back then. They like didn't do anything. Mm. So like it kind of makes sense. But it's like, yeah, like you, you go. So, but imagine you bought Apple like fucking, um, you know, Forrest Gump or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're just going to take poor, retarded Forrest Gump's money. Well, I mean, money's just one more thing he don't need to worry about. Fair enough. Um, but did you find if there's if they're um, if they're planning a limit on this at all? No, I'm not seeing that. Okay, so I mean, it seems like yeah, you don't want you should not have to pay taxes because then here's the thing: now do you write off the loss the next year? It just makes ta- the tax code that much more convoluted. It makes no fucking sense. Like they keep pitching these things that they. Uh. So it's saying here it's only going to be for the unrealized gains of billionaires. So if your net worth is over a billion dollars. Yeah, I guess so. So it's essentially a wealth tax. I mean, that's not the end of the world, I suppose. 
But what I mean, would they just tax them twenty one percent? But like, here's the thing: is like somebody like Bill Gates would probably have like this is what I always say about this: like whenever they want to like tax Bill Gates on his net worth, if you tax him on that, and that forces him to have to sell a ton of Amazon stock, right? Um, that's going to drive down the Amazon stock. Price. Yeah, which means the next year he just claim that as a loss. Sure. And then you just owe him the money back. Well, no, because his his net worth is still going to go up over the course of the year. Not necessarily. Okay. If it cra- if it crashes the stock after he pays the fucking money, right? That's still a loss. You think he's going to go back up? Doesn't he not take that high of a salary? No, but the yeah, but the it doesn't matter. The he's not going to be able to drop his shit. Like, he's not going to drop his shit low enough where it's going to still affect the company the next year. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I guess, if you, but if you're just putting out more stock for sale, it, I mean, I guess if the demand's high enough for it. Who the fuck knows? Everything is fake now anyway, Mike. Nothing matters. This is, I don't think they're actually going to pass this either. But it seems to be more, it'll be a more popular fucking thing than the fucking, yeah, we're going to take a look at all of your money in and out of your fucking account. Like, this is a better way to go after those guys if you want to go after those guys. It's actually kind of the only way to go after those guys because they're just legitimately making less income. Mm-hmm. Like, but it seems like, it just seems like, it seems specious. Like, it's like, you're just, you're forcing somebody... It seems unconstitutional for somebody to sell an asset. Agreed. Especially one that can appreciate in value. And if somebody doesn't have the liquid capital, I don't know. It seems fucked up. It seems really fucked up to do that to people. I understand that they're billionaires and who gives a shit, but it seems like it seems like a bad precedent to set. Like, right? Wasn't the income tax only supposed to be for the very rich at the, at the beginning? Now it's for everybody. It's kind of like this. Mike, you've heard of the Verrazano Bridge, correct? Yes. Okay. That bridge has 100,000 people that drive over it every day. They pay at least $13. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of money every single day. It's $13,000. Okay. If you got 1,000 people driving over the bridge at 13... I said 100,000 people. Oh. So that's 130,000. It's probably over a million people that drive over that bridge every day. But I'm just saying, it's like... The Brit, the the tolls on all of the bridges and tunnels were just supposed to pay for the thing, and then they just never got rid of them, and then they keep going up. Like that's kind of how these things work. The income tax was supposed to like help with fucking the depression. Was that really it? I think so. Hmm. There's a bunch of different. It's very hard to actually pinpoint where the income tax started and how it works. You know what I mean? Like like. I try to read about it. Very dry and stupid. I'll tell you this, though. Taxes are fucking gay. Maybe not gay. They're pretty gay. They're pretty whack. They suck. I don't want any taxes. Certainly, I, I certainly don't want, like, hidden taxes. There's all sorts of hidden taxes on everything. I'll tell you this. Let's think about it this way. What's the one thing that's come down in price since we were kids? Um, drugs. That's true. 
Drugs are super cheap now. Used to be, yeah, used to be. They used to be a pain in the ass and they were expensive. Yeah. Well, thanks to the internet. Yes. Supply increased. Demand decreased because of the supply increased. And the price came down. Now, if they legalized drugs and regulated them, the price would go back up, Mike. Why? Same way the prices of everything else has gone up. Oh, yeah. Because of taxes. Because you're like, you're making too much. They didn't want to, look, put it this way. They didn't want to make a soda tax because soda is bad for you. They want to make a soda tax because people don't stop drinking soda and they're not going to make a lot of money doing that. And you could be more incompetent with your money if you have more of it. That's why they want to increase all that shit. That's what the whole point of this is. Literally, like, think about it this Mike, think about it this way. We've been sitting here two weeks in a row talking about fucking taxes, right? Like, these weird tax proposals. Right. Whereas, six months ago, they were like, yeah, we're just going to print all this money. It doesn't matter. We don't need to make any. We're not going to have to raise taxes because of all this COVID stuff. Don't worry. We got it. Money machine go. Two weeks in a row. These are fucking. They're just throwing shit at the wall, Mike. Yeah, because they done fucked up. Yeah. Fucking assholes moving on. We're talking about the price of drugs, Mike. I want to talk about this real quick. Um, There's an article that came out about drugs. Something that annoys the shit out of me. Uh, And I know it annoys the shit out of you because we've talked about it. Um, There is no difference between sativa and indica weeds. None. I don't want to hear it. It's nonsense. It's bullshit. It's propagated by the marijuana industry to make you think that different things do different things when they do the same thing. Pull up the article. This is real. There's scientific proof of this. The only difference between a sativa and an indica is the climates in which they can grow. You fucking assholes. Stop telling me that sativas make you more creative. You're a liar and I hate you. Weed is weed. If you want to be more creative, do heroin. That's what Jimi Hendrix was doing. Mm. That's what Jim, that's what all Jim Moore, all 27, that's what they were doing. Do that or eat mushrooms. Do acid. You want to be more creative. You tell me a sativa strain. And then an indica strain makes you more mellowed out. It gives you like a body high. You want a body high, Mike? You know what you should do? Heroin. Heroin gives you a body high. You know what weed does? Regular just, just high. You get high when you smoke weed. Uh-huh. You smoke all different kinds of weed? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Have you ever felt different about anything ever? Oh, it's just weed, dude. I'm just saying in general. Feelings, are, it's all one feeling, Mike. It's just life and it's malaise. You're saying any feelings? I've felt real feelings. I've felt feelings before. Yeah, but they're all the same. Whatever. Pull the article back up. This part? Yeah. Look, there is no difference between the effects of indica, sativa, marijuana, strains. Scientists say the retailer, Sarablet, wants to keep it as simple as possible for consumers because they're often coming fresh into the space without knowledge. So they want you to think that weed does this shit. Now go to the next thing. Go to the next slide. I prepared slides for this bit. Researchers now know that on a molecular level, molecular level, there's no difference between an indica strain and a sativa strain of marijuana, but that wasn't always the case. So for years, they just kind of assumed that. 
because somebody smoked two different weeds and fell two different ways because sometimes when you smoke weed, you get all fucking weird, and sometimes when you smoke weed, you get all fucking sleepy. And he goes, well, I know that those were different, so that must be the case for all of the different weeds. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> there's a reason for this. Now, I have this other article. It's from harvard.edu, and I'll read you this expert, this excerpt from harvard.edu. How placebos work is still not quite understood, but it involves a complex neurobiological reaction that includes everything from increases in feel-good neurotransmitters like endorphins and dopamine to greater activity in certain brain regions linked to moods, emotional reactions, and self-awareness. All of it can have therapeutic benefit. The placebo effect is a way for your brain to tell the body that it needs to feel better. There you go, Mike. Indica, that's a nice calming effect. Sativa, you're going to write the great American novel, motherfucker. This is fucking bullshit. If one more fucking person tells me in a bar that they like... Dude, I'll tell you this right now. I knew a kid who would sit and tell me he only smokes Indicas. And I was like, oh, well, most people like the other shit because, you know, makes you creative. He's like, no, Indica's the one that makes you creative. And I go, what? No, you're completely wrong. I mean, neither of them matter because this is fake. It's all nonsense made up by, like, weed dealers to get you to buy different weeds. They just put the same weed in the bag. Uh, And then uh, that guy, after that, only smoked sativas. But he had only ever been smoking indicas because he thought they made him more creative. I had somebody tell me a couple of weeks ago that how come... Then when I smoke an indica and I got it from a dispensary, it made me feel the way I wanted to feel. Well, that article from Harvard EDU uh, about placebos will affect you. Here, you know, that article went a little further, Mike. Let's go to that. My final slide. Uh, the other one from the Harvard.edu article. Oh, Mike. here we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, placebos may make you feel better. They will not cure you. They have been shown to be most effective for conditions like pain management, stress-related insomnia, and cancer treatment. Side effects like fatigue and nausea. Look, here's the thing. Uh, I believe... uh, Now, this is just an unrelated article about the placebo effect. Now, let's go through this again. Placebos may make you feel better, but they will not cure you. They have been shown to be most effective for conditions like pain, management, stress-related insomnia, and cancer treatment side effects like fatigue and nausea. Those are all of the things that medical marijuana is said to do. It just makes you high. Enjoy being high. Being high is fine if you like it. There are also side effects to any drug, like paranoia or whatever. Uh, Dry mouth, your eyes get all bloodshot, but... If you enjoy your high, enjoy your high. Uh, I've now told you about sativas and indicas and placebos. You're probably listening to this and you're going, Chris, I really feel more creative when I smoke sativas, though. It really makes me want to play music. Here's the thing. You really wanted to play music anyway. But you were ju- you're just Towley from South Park and you were like, well, let me get high for a guy. That's it. That's who you are. That's what you're doing. You're not 
I felt like I needed to get that out because I am sick of hearing people talk about this shit. Do you agree? I mean, dude, I literally had this conversation with someone at my bar last night. She was like, oh, do you have any sativa I need to get? I'm like, no, I have weed. It's because weed is just weed and shut up. None of this makes a difference. She's like, oh, but I noticed that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, on a molecular level, it's the same thing. Shut up. Because I sent you this a week ago. Yeah. Did you show them the thing? No. You got to show the slides, Mike. That's why we have the slides. I'm not going to argue with an Produce idiot. Produce your conversations. I'm not going to argue with an idiot. That's a hell of a thing to say to fucking Alex or Kim, who you were with last night. It was Barb. These are dumb women. Look. Yeah, she's a dumb bitch. I don't know what to tell you. Look. Stop being such a dumb bitch. Placebos are real. So I agree that you feel those things. Did you more ever hear like, more like placebo hose? There was a crazy placebo experiment uh, about uh, I think it was IBS. It was a stomach thing where they took everybody off the placebos and this woman got her symptoms back and they were like, "No, but that was like fake." And like once most of the people were told that it was fake, like they all had this like stomach discomfort. And once most of them told them that it was fake, the the symptoms came back, but nothing could help. But this one woman would have would go back and be like, just give me the pills, and the pills would still work. That's how powerful the placebo effect is. So if the placebo effect, but she knew she was like, I know it's a placebo, but it works for some reason for me. The sugar pill, when I eat it, works. So if you want to listen to me talk right now and say that these things still work the way they work for you, that's fine. But if you ever meet me in public and you've heard this conversation. And you fucking try to be like, no, but dude, for real though, it really does. I will fight you. I am so sick of this forever. I don't want to hear it anymore. You're wrong. I'm right. Still love drugs. Have fun. Moving on. Mike, we got to talk about the good people at Yo Delta. Do you know what Yo Delta is? I've heard of it once or twice before. I'll tell you this about Yo Delta. Yo, what Yo Delta is, is they're a Delta 8 THC company, right? Uh, what they do is they uh, uh, they sell Delta 8 THC. It's different than Delta 9 THC. You know why, Mike? Why? It's legal. Oh. But it gets you high. How high? Pretty high. As high as you want to get. I mean, it's, it's all mind over matter, Mike. I don't know if you were listening. Placebos. I'm not saying it's a placebo. I didn't say that five people at Yo Delta create a great product. They can make you creative or sleepy, whatever you want. The fine people at Yo Delta can do whatever you want. And if you use the promo code GAS, you're going to get 25% off your order. Here's the thing, Mike. If you're in a state where Delta 9 THC, regular weed, is illegal, here's the thing. Chances are Delta 8 THC, legal. So if you're getting high and you're driving, probably still illegal. But if you're getting high and standing around, Delta 8, that's the way to go. Cops won't fucking bug you. You go, nah, bro, you can't do nothing. You can't touch me, bitch. Then you can blow smoke right in their face and then punch him. Probably don't punch him or blow smoke in their face. But you can be like, nah, man, this is legal. And then you can be like, I know my rights, blah, blah, blah. Just carrying the shit out of these fucking cops. They're not doing nothing anywhere around the country. They're all, they've all gone soft. They're all afraid. It's all thanks to Yo Delta. The fine people at YoDelta.com. The greatest supporter of this form of comedy, Mike. You go to YoDelta.com, use the promo code GAS, you get 25% off your order. Moving on. 
right, we'll talk about one last thing. We'll get the fuck out of here, Mike. Okay. What's that one last thing? Uh, I want to talk about some cops. Okay. Um, and how silly they are. Uh, hold on, let me pull this up. Um, so, <laughs> this is a very weed-heavy episode, Mike. Um, but uh, according to the Post, because of the Post, cops are going to start cracking down on people selling weed in Washington Square Park. Oh, boy. So, as you know, you can just walk through Washington Square Park, and there's just people with full tables. Dudes are hand-rolling joints and licking them... <coughs> Which is gross. You're smoking a stranger's spit. Mm-hmm. It's bad enough that you're smoking your own spit or your friend's spit. Don't smoke a stranger. First of all, how do you not know how to roll a joint? There's YouTube tutorials. That's gross. But apparently uh, there's 15 or so tables a day in Washington Square Park. Where it's like you could always, back in the day, buy drugs in Washington Square Park. But now apparently um, the cops are going to start cracking down on it. While they were there... The, the post asked them, like, hey, why aren't you doing anything about that? It's uh, illegal. And the cops were like, we're just securing the arch. Because apparently that's their job. It's the, you know that big arch in the park? Just make sure it's secure? Just secure the arch. Here's what's funny is uh, I actually watched the – there was a Zoom meeting for the Cannabis Commission in New York State the other day. Um, and – they basically like address. They addressed all the have you you know about the art galleries and stuff where you go and you buy art and they hand you an ounce of weed. Mm-hmm. They've basically addressed all of those things like stores selling pot and like these parties that have like free pot if you pay fifty dollars for a ticket to a comedy show. Um, they addressed all of those and they go, hey, just you know, these are all illegal and they will be cracked down on. But apparently, also like these cops are starting to talk about like so. Um, <clears throat> There was a tourist that was asked about it, and he goes, he goes, oh, I asked that guy, and I was like, oh, I, I knew weed was legal. I didn't realize you could just sell it in the park like this. And he, he said that the guy selling the weed was like, no, nah, I got a permit online. <laughs> which I assume is like a bartending license, which isn't a real thing either. A bartending license? In New York State, there's no such thing as a bartending license. I thought you had to go to a class, and then you would get the, like, you go to the class at community college, and then... Oh, my... They had a bartending class in my community college. Yeah, that's called a way for them to take money from you. <laughs> There's no such thing as a bartending license. There's no such thing as a weed... Sa- you can get a uh, hemp retailer license in New York State. Takes about six months, costs $300, and then you can sell CBD and Delta 8 THC. Uh, but you cannot sell fucking weed, regular weed with that. But you can get a hemp retailer license to sell CBD and Delta 8. <gasps> but I just think, I think it's a very, it's just a very funny thing that these cops are just kind of just like, eh, we don't care. And then like, eh, I guess you guys are talking about it. I feel like, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who knows a lot of cops and they were like, oh, they're itching to get back to it. And I was like, what do you mean? It was like, oh, they're itching to just start fucking yoking people up again. And I was like, really? They were like, yeah, like they like that. Which is such a weird thing to hear from somebody. Like, I mean, maybe that's not true. I maybe they're just saying that. Maybe they're just looking forward to not to feeling like they could if they wanted to. Cause it seems like you'd want to not do the work. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I feel like the first person I ever saw with a PSP was a cop. 
You know what I mean? Like, like on duty playing PSP. It was the first person I saw physically have substitute one. teacher. Real? Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's the same thing. <laughs> a beat cop and a substitute teacher are essential. That's the same job. Like, you know what I mean? You could you could plug either one of them into either role. No difference in training. Same result is all I'm saying. <laughs> definitely, you know, any substitute teacher could definitely be. First of all, any cop could be a substitute teacher. Any substitute teacher could at least be an auxiliary cop or a transit cop. No problem. It's the same job. An auxiliary cop? Yeah, I mean, that they are substitute teachers of cops. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yes, they are substitute cops. You could probably be a horse cop necessarily if you just went from substitute teacher to cop. But, you know, you can do this. But here's another, here's another quick cop story that I, I, you know, we love this shit on the NYPD here on the show here in the dead city. Um, remember we talked a couple of weeks back, that guy got in trouble uh, for calling, for tweeting out that uh, si- some city official was a first-class whore. It was the guy for the police union. No. He called then-city health commissioner uh, Dr. Barbeau a bitch for saying she didn't give two rats asses about cops getting masks during the height of the pandemic. Can we just uh, throw this out there that it's hilarious that the head of the sergeant's union in the NYPD uh, called a woman a a first-class whore because she said she didn't give two rats asses if cops got masks during the... Like, you think New York's gone soft, and then you hear that, and you're like... That's pretty great. Like, I'm really glad to know that that's kind of how New York... Like, I like I like to know that the nuts and bolts of New York are still like me in some way. You know what I mean? It's not all yuppie horse shit around here. So that, to me, this is a feel-good story, Mike. I mean, yeah. I think this is a, this is a good story. This is a positive story by the cop. Um, but people said... Uh, what did he, he also said some gay stuff. Uh, whatever. I feel like it's fine. We just did that too. Um, yeah, he was just, he, he literally, did, well, he, he also has come up against like, uh, there's a councilman running. He's just like, who blamed cops for uh, the increase in shootings. And then the guy was just like, police officers across the city were being assaulted, pelted with bottles, rocks, and Molotov cocktails. Um. I don't think that's true. I, I, I didn't hear about one Molotov cocktail being thrown at a cop. Me neither. Yeah, I feel like I would have heard about that. Hell yeah, you would have heard about that. That's front page fucking... Mo- First of all, everybody... There's like... The, there's. I think every actual Molotov cocktail bombing has an iconic image of a guy throwing the Molotov cocktail because they're a fucking badass. Well, that or like... I feel like... I don't know. I didn't... My biggest exposure to Molotov cocktails is just a Bronx tale. Fair. But isn't there that, like, um, what's the famous, was that the Crown Heights riots or the L.A. riots? There's, like, a very famous, iconic image. You know, Banksy did it as a painting with the Molotov cocktail. Huh. Let's see. This one? Maybe it's that one. 
Yeah, dude, they all look badass. I'll give you that. Yeah, you can't not look badass throwing a Molotov cocktail unless, except for that guy who seems like it's turning his head on fire. But other than that, you, even that guy who's running daintily. Look at that guy with the hat. <laughs> that guy's running daintily, and it looks that looks cool as shit. And he has a glove and a mask on. It's dude, like... that looks like a Rockstar Games, like one of the whimsical ones. Like, what was the one, uh, State of Emergency, where it was all rioting? Sure. Did it seem like that would happen in that game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, moral of the story is more Molotov cocktails, I guess less weed dealing in the park. Right? You win some, you lose some. Yeah. I would trade that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the show. Um, you know, follow me at Chris from BKLYN, Twitter and Instagram. Mike is the M Harrington on those two things. Mike, are you gonna are you gonna fight at Skankfest next week? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to fight Dylan, but he says he's got the sniffles, so he's not sure if he's gonna be able to make it. So the he's not gonna come to the whole party? I don't know. Cause he's he's sick today? Tell you right now. Did some I heard so I heard I heard I heard something happen in the office. I'll tell you right now. If he is at Skankfest and chooses not to get in the ring at Ellis Mania, I'm just gonna beat his ass on the street in Texas. The mutual combat state. Texas is a mutual but he has to agree to the combat, Mike. All right, that's well, without I'll point just of, hit him until he hits me back and then it's mutual combat. But you're fighting, so that's well, we're doing a show next week and then we'll be away the week after. Yeah. Um so but there was some there was some there's a hubbub in the in the office between the two of you today. Oh yeah. You guys almost got into a fight. Yeah. What was it over? Uh so he said some pretty choice things to me. Uh um, no, it's like inside baseball stuff. That's why we're leaving it for the end of the show. Yeah, so he um Yeah, he was like uh he was talking a bunch of shit about me while I wasn't in the room, right? Okay. And I could hear, right? I couldn't I didn't know exactly what it was saying, but I understood like the the cadence of it, mm -hmm. right? I just walked in the room. I was in in this production booth, and he was out there in the lounge, just trying to fucking flex, talking to Alex and Kim, and Talk, uh, talking to some chicks, calling you a bitch. Exactly. Um, and I think the words he used were, you know, I'm not gonna train for this fight. I'm gonna eat a blueberry pie before I take this fight because I'm gonna show Harrington uh, that I can take everything. A from A blueberry him. pie. Yeah, he's gonna eat a blueberry pie before he fights. Specifically, fight. blueberry. That's what he said. It's a superfood, Mike. Um, Did you know no. blueberries are the, the antioxidant count makes it a, a superfood? So that's the the concept there, mm -hmm. right? Is that he was uh, he's not going to train for this fight. He's not going to take it seriously, and he's still going to be able to beat my ass. Mm -hmm. um, and then he used he cited examples like uh, he didn't even want to be a producer, but he ended up getting better producing gigs. Than Hold me. on, wait a second. He's going to eat a blueberry pie because the blueberries will make him big, like in Willy Wonka. I mean, then you know it's a superfood. It gives we'll, you a superpower. Yeah, we'll be at like an even weight class for mm -hmm. it. It'll be fair. Um, no, yeah, he was just dicking around like that. So, uh, yeah, he mentioned uh, uh, mentioned who he's fucking right now as a way to get under my skin. Oh, you were attempting to fuck for a long while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's fucking her now. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, some cougar got his hooks in a, got her hooks in a young boy, and he's acting like, you know, like he bagged a prize. Kid hasn't even gotten spots out of it. He's legit been providing dick. For four months, hasn't gotten one road feature off it. Damn! How bad do you have to be a comedy that you're fucking a chick who's bringing Wendy Steiner on the fucking road, and you can't get feature spots? I don't know who that is. Exactly, and she's she's bringing her on the road, right? This is a New York comic who's going out of state with this chick. But doesn't she only? Is she only bring chicks? No, she brings dudes. She's brought Shane Smith before. She brought Joe DeRosa before. She's brought good male comics before.
Mm. Ryan Long is fucking over for Christina. I know that. All right, we're getting a little. We're, we're getting into this. No, I mean, I'm just trying to find out, like, you know, if this is what you're doing, right? You're so proud that you're banging some 38 year old chick. Hey, I'm banging a 38 year old chick. Okay. Are you using it as ammunition, like a, you got one over somebody in the office while you're trying to pick a fight with them? No. Okay. Still though. I'm just saying, you know. Let's not you talk bad about 38-year-old chicks. Just saying, you don't fucking, you don't come in here bragging about some fucking old chick that you're banging. Whoa. And you're not getting anything Whoa. out of it. Whoa. Whoa. You're starting to feel offensive towards me. Well, you fucking, you asked for the details of this story. Okay? I'm just saying, like, that's, I don't understand that. I mean, age appropriate for me, let's just be honest here. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's trying to fuck his way up in the world. Although, I'll be, I'll be honest, like, really, forearm appropriate, I should be dating a 24-year-old, right? Should be reversed. Like, you realize Natalie Cuomo has been dating Lewis for about as long as Dylan's been dating Corinne. Uh-huh. How many feature spots has Natalie Cuomo gotten? Tons. All of the ones I used to get. Yeah. So, like, where, like... So, fair enough. If you're going to be a hoe, Dylan, be a fucking good hoe and get your spots Damn. out of it. If you're going to be a hoe, be a hoe. Get some spots out of it. Fucking, you know, squeeze He's the fucking... He's just being a housewife. He's just being a housewife. They tr- she turned him into a housewife. <sighs> Damn, son. He legit is staying at home, playing with his fucking action figures, FaceTiming her on the road. Dude, this is fucking, this is, this is a fierce promo you're cutting right now, Mikey. This ain't a promo. This is real life. This is real life. Kid's bragging about old pussy that he's not getting any fucking spots for. Mike's like giving young girl spots for pussy. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one, baby. Hit me. Damn. That fight's going to be pretty entertaining. Anybody who doesn't know all the inner workings to that, who listened to this whole show and then stuck around through that, you're a good person, and I'm glad that you're with us. And again, that's the M Harrington on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Chris from BKOI. And give this show a rating and review on iTunes, man. You know, it makes me... F- I don't know that it helps, but it makes me feel good when I read them. You know? Good night. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rat patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cast is closed. Rat critics say he's money cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zap of toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show, they don't play my hits. I don't give a shit, so Rap Max try and use my black ass So advertisers could give them more cash for ads Fuckers, I don't know what you take me as Or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has I'm from rags, the richest niggas, I ain't dumb I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! Yeah, it's 94 and my trunk is raw And my rear view mirror is the motherfucking law Got two choices, y'all, pull over the car or Bounce on the devil, put the pedal to the floor 
tryna see no highway chase with Jake Plus I got a few dollars I can fight the case So I pull over to the side of the road I heard Son, do you know why I'm stopping you for? Cause I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know Am I under arrest or should I get some up? Well, you was doing 55 in the 54 uh -huh. Lost in the registration and step out of the car You carrying a weapon on you, I know a lot of you are I ain't stepping out of shit, all my papers legit Well, do you mind if I look around the car a little bit? Well, my glove compartment is locked, so it's the trunk in the back And I know my rights, so you gon' need a warrant for that <laughs> Aren't you sharp to attack? Somebody important or something I ain't passed the ball, but I know a little bit Enough that you wanna legally search my shit Well, we'll see how smart you are when the K-9 comes I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Now once upon a time, not too long ago A nigga like myself had a strong arm a hoe and this is not a hoe in the sense of having a pussy But a pussy having no goddamn sense Try and push me I try to ignore him, talk to the Lord, pray for him But some fools just love to perform You know the type, loud as a motorbike But wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight And only thing that's gonna happen is I'ma get the clapping And he and his boys gonna be yapping to the captain And there I go trapped in the Kit Kat again Back through the system with the riffraff again Beans on the floor, scratching again Paparazzi's with their cameras, snapping them DA try to give a nigga shaft again Half a meal for bail cause I'm African Or because the fool was harassing them Try to play the boy like he's saccharin But ain't nothing sweet but I hold my gun I got 99 pounds being a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me! Got 99 pounds and bitch ain't one. <laughs> you crazy for this one, Rick?